Hello, my loves, and welcome again to Trinity Heart Podcast. And I am your host, Coach E. I would like to thank my um my business coach and my my daughter, uh, Crystal Jackson, who uh, I consider as a I do consider her as a daughter, and that I truly know from just talking with her that she has truly evolved spiritually. Um, and whatever you need, she is a business life coach and whatever you need, you need startup website, podcast, whatever you need, you can get her to do it for you. And you can get her information at info. That's I N F O at eventlife.com. That's I N F O at I V E N T L I F E.com. All right, and we're going to continue to move forward, talking about let us make man. You know, um, we are truly, truly not an accident. It all started with God. He created us, as I said last week, to, to fellowship with him. He created us to worship him. He's given us a body, a soul, and a spirit that we can have access to him. Um, I'm not going to get into the body thing and, you know, the soul thing, but I'm going to kind of focus on what the spiritual man is about. The spiritual man is designed to worship God. Remember on last week, I said that he that worship him must do it in spirit and truth. And so as I was doing my research and doing my study, I saw in Colossians where Paul talked about the supremacy of Christ. He said that for everything, absolutely everything above and below, seen and unseen, everything got started in him. And then, and it finds its purpose in him. That includes us, our purpose, whatever we need. He didn't, he, he, we're not a mistake. And if you're here, if you're still here, it's because he had a plan for your life. He didn't allow you to be aborted. He didn't allow you allow your mother to miscarriage. It's because he has a plan for your life. And uh, let me tell the story about in in um, November when I first started to have this issue with the with the cough. I started coughing, 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 coughing. So I go to the, uh, no, I started coughing. Then I got a toothache. I went to the dentist. She gave me some antibiotics and I realized that I was having some other troubles. And from there, it moved into pneumonia. And so I kept asking God, I wasn't sick, didn't feel bad, but I wasn't sick. I just had this cough. And so I believe that everything in our lives, God has a divine plan. So I kept doing what I was doing until December the 26th, when I finally said, okay, God, I had about as much as I could take. What's the next move? So I go to the emergency room. And even in that, he takes all things and he works together for our good. So when I got there, they was getting ready to send me home. And when all of a sudden, sudden my, my um, oxygen level dropped, dropped from 91 to 67. 
So they said, well, we're going to keep you. So they kept me. They didn't do nothing. I was kind of hanging out in the hospital, you know, going up and down the hallway, not taking no medication, just hanging out. So I knew from that 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 was a divine connection. In the room with me was a young woman who had been diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver, 36 years old. And so that was all of what I've gone through was to get me to this young woman to remind her of the love of God. And as I began to talk to her about uh, the plans, <clears throat> excuse me, that I know that God had for her life, she said, I know. I said, yeah, he said that you know. I said, but trust him in the process. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. I can tell you stories, stories, stories of people who had got death sentences that God changed their mind. Let me say this. If you're doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. He has a plan for our lives. We just got to trust him. We got to get to know him. The way you do that, you got to pick up your Bible. You got to pick up your Bible. You got to spend time in prayer. You got to spend time in worship. And so as I continue to do my study, I saw in Isaiah where um, um, Isaiah talked about what God said about us. He made us. He formed us in the womb. And he will help you. Oh, my God. God will help you if you call him, if you trust him, if you seek him. You're going to find him. He will help you. We are not a mistake. God planned our birth. He knew exactly the time of your birth. I was talking to one of my coworkers who has a niece who just had a baby. The baby was born premature. And the baby had been in the hospital like two months. There's a reason. How many babies that we know are born premature that does not make it? I said, oh, my God. <clears throat> I said to my, my coworker, I said, God has a great plan for this baby's life. He, he has perfect knowledge of us. He, he's always with us. And his thoughts are always direct, directed toward us, regardless of what's going on in our lives. He, the scripture says that he knows when the sparrows hit the ground. He said the hairs on our head are numbered. He knows you, know that God knows you, and he loves you. But he created us in the inmost part. He knitted us together while we were yet in our, in our mother's womb. So we have to realize that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by the hands of God. Go read it for yourself. You'll find that in Psalms 139. He know, he said, our frame was not hid, hidden from him when he made us in the secret place. Uh, when we were in the depth of the earth, he saw our unformed body. He said all the days for us were written in his book before one of them came to be. Um, David said to God that he praises him because he was fearfully and wonderfully made by hand. I praise him too. You know, when I look around, <coughs> excuse me, when I look around and I look back over my life, I see the, the many times that I look death in the face and God said, oh, no, not yet, not yet. 
And then when I even think about death, you know, until you sit at the bedside of somebody who's passing away, you know, we, we fear death, but death is just a tool that God allows to bring us home. And so until you can sit there and actually watch the person go through transition, you always fear death. But as I look back over my life, I realized that, you know, everything, you know, everything, he even he took those, those bad things. He take all things. He said all things are working together for our good, for the ones that love him. You got to love him now. You got to love him. We know his grace and mercy cover us. But he said he takes <clears throat> all things and he work it together, you know, for our good. You know, sometimes we feel, and I believe that that is one of our issues is that we feel that he's forgotten us rather than just trusting him. I know, you know, uh, I just think about, you know, like even now where I am with this challenge of the coffin. I sometimes I cry out, where are you? I know that you're the doctor that here. I know that you're able to do it. You said by your stripe, I don't quote it so many scriptures, but I know that he is still the doctor that here, that by his stripes I'm here. And I was sharing with some people, I said, I can go to work and I work every day. <clears throat> I can go to work. I said, I do well. I don't really cough that much. But then when I get home, you know, I just let it all out. Then I got a clean air machine because I thought maybe something was going on in my apartment. But he knows what's best for me. He knows. He knows. And so learn to trust him. Let me tell you, when you tune into the things of God, when you begin to allow, be still and know, be, be still and know. So he got me in this place where I can't really, you know, talk much, uh, do much. Just I have to be still and, 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 and listen more than talk, you know. And so there has been many, many times when I was being pruned. You know, we don't like the pruning process. Of course not. Nobody wants to be pruned. We just want, you know, all the good. And so it's just like uh, <coughs> Job said to his wife, you know, shall I accept the good and not the bad? You know, can we, when things start to go wrong, we think that all of a sudden God done forgot, done forgot us. He hasn't forgot us. So when the pruning comes, you know, I, I, I just, and I felt feel like this is where I am now, uh, that this is a pruning process because I didn't feel a certain way. Uh, I'm not feeling a certain way. Uh, surely God has abandoned me. Oh, he, you know, forgot about me, God. You, if you only know, if you only knew, well, you probably do know. When we get into that place, when the sun, we feel that like the sun is not shining, that we got this uh, low cloud over our head, we feel like he has abandoned us. But he said in his word that he would never leave us, nor would he forsake us. And so, you know, we have to continue to, to hold on to our integrity when it comes to trusting God. I'm telling you, I know that my redeemer live, and I know that my hope is in him and him alone. And he'll put us in a place where we have to trust him, you know, because one thing you, 
I know, and I'm sure some of you all know, that man will fail you, but God love will never fail. You know, he said that he he he, he will keep us. He will not forsake us. God love us. Uh, you know, his love for us is greater than any love that we could ever experience from anyone. He has a love that covers over our imperfect ways, our, our way of thinking, our way of talking, our way of acting. He he had, he has a love that <clears throat> that covers uh, all sins, and he said that he has engraved us. You know, he got he he, he engraved our name. He tattooed our name on the palm of his hands. He said our walls are ever before him, meaning we ever before him. He sees us. He knows all about us. And so he has a plan for our life. You know, although God was talking to the Israelite at, at uh, that particular time when Isaiah wrote that, he is still talking to us today. He can never forget us. The nail prints remind him remind him all the time of what he, the price that he paid for us. You remember, if you read the scripture, uh, uh, some of the disciples told Thomas that um, Jesus had risen from the grave, and Thomas said, well, I, uh, I won't believe it until I can see the nail prints, until I can stick my hand in the side. Jesus showed up for Thomas <coughs> to be able to do just that. God is still, you know, he's still talking to us today. He he is reminding us as he reminded Jeremiah. He said to him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. You know, he, his assignment was that to a kingdom, also to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. You know, our assignment might not be as a prophet, but we all have an assignment in the earth. And how we do how how we discover that that assignment, we have to seek the kingdom by calling on him. And if you call him, he will answer. In Jeremiah 29, <clears throat> uh, he writes to the Israelites who were in exile, reminding them of the promises of God. See, you don't know the promises of God until you open the Bible and begin. His promises are yea and amen. God is a God that cannot lie. Oh, he cannot lie. What he say he will do, he will do it. We just have to learn to wait on him. We have to learn to trust him. I was sharing with my daughter the other day. I said, what we do, I said, we pray, pray, pray. Then, you know, when it don't come, when we think it should come, then we get up off our knees, our knees. For he, God has a plan. He knows your future. He knows all about you. He has not forgotten you. And the only way you're going to know that is that you're going to have to tune in to him. Call him and see what happens. Call him. Call him. Call, tell him you need him and see what happens. You, you don't have nothing else to lose. You've been using the same tools all these, these years, all this time, and none of it has worked. So, you know, I always say if you use the same tools, you get the same results. And so you got to change the tools that you use. You got to stand up into, you know, you got to step into the 21st century. 
we have a what we call a card reader for credit cards. So we just stepped up to the 20th century, you know. So people come in and they say, Well, you know, when I go to Publix, I don't have to do all this. And so I explained to them, I said, Well, you know, we just stepped up a little further because I remember when you had to hand the clerk your credit card. And so we just stepped up. And so you got to change the tools that you use. If you want a different result, you know, you got to change what you do. Uh, one of my customers came in. She's about 80 some years old. And she told me she was having car trouble. So she said, I just spent thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars on this car. I said, okay, so what's happening with the car? You know, they want me to fix everything. So she tells me, she said, well, the engine light comes on. Just keep coming on. I don't spend thousands of dollars. Just keep coming. I said, so how old is the car? So she said, it's a 2000. I said, come on now, mama. Give it up. 23 years. Give it up. I said, get your grandson or somebody to go find you a, a new car or one at least two years old. So she looked, she, she got this car. Uh, it's done. 23 years. The car is done. Go get you. Uh, she looking for the same result as when she got the car, but it's a done deal. <laughs> it's a done deal. And so anyway, we have to remember we are created for God, for his purpose. We can only find ourselves. We can only find ourselves, y'all, when we find ourselves in him. It is in him that we find our true self. In him we live and move and have our being. It's in him. He has the plan. So when we learn to trust him, when we learn to depend on him, call him and see what happens. You don't have nothing to lose. Change the tools that you use. Begin to call on him. The psychic won't do. The tarot card won't do. If you look, I did research on them. I, I listened to a bunch of my watch them. They need the same God that you need. Crystals, God made the crystals. God made all the stones. The power's in God. So, you know, we got to learn to trust God. He said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Trust in him and do good. And he's going to give you your heart desire. All right, all right, all right. I am so excited because, you know, even with this the coughing and everything, I was so determined to get through this. I'm so grateful because I know the plan that God has for me. So now we're going to move on to ask Coach E. And so today the question comes from Monique on Facebook. And the question is, how important it rest? Oh my God, how important it rest? Since I've been dealing with this, this cough, all I can do is rest. Rest is so important. Why? Because you cannot get clarity. You cannot even hear God. If you're tired, you cannot hear anything. Uh, if you don't rest, it, it limits your creativity. So it's important that, you know, I set my clock. You know, I don't get off to nine at night. I get home by nine, thirty, quarter, ten. So I have my clock set for one fifteen. I go to bed no later than most of the time. I go to bed by one fifteen, one one fifteen, and I have it set so I can get out the bed at nine. They give me eight hours, whether I'm asleep or not. I try to rest. It's different in uh, resting and, and sleeping, you know. But you need to rest. 
So that's very important. So, okay. So now we're going to move into um, our laughter is like medicine. You know, I got these little corny jokes, which I like. I find them real funny. So today, the joke is, why should you never trust stairs? I'll give you a minute to think about it. Why should you never trust stairs? Okay, the answer. They're always up to something. <laughs> That's, think about it. Why shouldn't you trust them? Because they're always up to something. That is so funny to me. I've been reading these jokes, and I have been <laughs> laughing so hard. So anyway, this is the um, end of this segment. Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Heart Podcast. And I pray that you heard something that has enlightened you and that will help you to move into your purpose and destiny. And also, if you don't know who Christ is, then this is a great opportunity for you to tell him. Just asking God, you know, I'm so jacked up, messed up. I need some help. That's the way I talk to him. You know, he understands each and every one of us. Come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Forgive me for all of my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. <clears throat> And give me my evidence of speaking in tongues. And he will do just that. Only what you do for Christ is going to last. Just invite him in. And so, God, we thank you and we love you. We honor you and we praise you. We thank you for this time. We thank you, God, that you heard us, that you always hear us. And the only thing we got to do is call you. But you said if we call you, that you would answer and show us great and mighty things that we know not of. You said if we call you that you will uh, uh, rescue us, that you will come and you will bring us out. Whatever is holding us captive, you will bring us out. And so we say thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. And so remember God is love and love comes from God and God, love, it never fails. Mm -hmm.